and they're off. Ladies and gentlemen, this begins the race. The race that you've all been waiting for. I forget what we do here, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is, right? Racing? What race is that? That is the human race, the most boring race in every RPG you've ever played. Fight me! Okay. All right, well, I guess now that I've made that stance completely clear, an official RPG Crossing stance. Yeah. Birch, put it on. Endorsed by Birch. I want you to make sure, Birch, that this is, instead of the new episode title, I want this, Humans Are the Boring Race, Fight Me, is the banner that gets put up for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what kind of pushback he'll give you. <laughs> I I'm pretty sure this is my one. Yeah. <laughs> He'll never trust us again. <laughs> really, it was a foolish choice to have trust us in the first place. <laughs> exactly. It's like every time a hero in a comic book trusts the villain, mm-hmm. oh, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Like, yeah, I you know, you knocked me down and then you offered me your hand to help me back up. You had to know that I was going to stab you in the shin. Like, that's on you. That's really on you. Why would I do anything other than pull you and throw you off the edge with me? I'm a scorpion. Of course I was going to stab you in the back as we floated across the river. Why? Oh, is that that what it's saying? Is that what that fable is saying? Oh, I've been getting it wrong this whole time. I thought thought we were just saying that the frog Mm -hmm. is... Should have been should have swum faster because if he'd swum faster, then the scorpion wouldn't have gotten bored and stabbed him. I mean, he could have also left the scorpion to die on the other side. I don't even know what the setting was. What was the setting in that campaign that they had to cross the river? I think the setting was Eberron, and so they were trying to get away from the slowly expanding city. Okay, magic the the magic and technology fueled city that was you know. Raising the temperature of the world and Mm -hmm. and eating up natural resources. And, oh, I'm King Monkey because I just segued into politics. It sounds, (laughs) I was going to say, it sounds like you're on topic. And I'd like to hear more about what you have to, tell me more about your thoughts on this matter. Yeah. What's first, the system of government should... in this city? I was just about to say, first, we've got to talk about the system of government. <laughs> but Clearly no, a plutocracy. We any of that, we cannot continue we dare not we dare not we have obligations there are there is money at stake here yeah oh for sure the endorsement money and you know i gotta say the the last podcast we did we kind of we kind of meandered about a little bit we kind of dilly-dallied before we got to the random verb of the week it's a sent some people to my to my home and it was oh, no. pretty. It was pretty frightening there. So let's just get to it. Because was there thunder and lightning? Very, very frightening. <laughs> Mama mia! <laughs> um, but yeah, let's let's face it. With a face this pretty, I can't get into a fight. Okay, hey, it's not a risk I'm willing face. to take. In our 4K ultra high definition 3D VR podcast that we're doing. <laughs> Weirdly, there, there's tactile sensation here as well. It's 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 a very high. And we spared system. no expenses for our listener, viewer, feeler, and that audience. is why. That is why, for the low, low price of money, we will money. say whatever you want. <laughs> standards are not applied here. No standards. Which will brings be us back to it's a verb. That's right. 
So, <laughs> speaking of things that we want to happen again and again, your verb of the week is renew, as in renew your pledge. It's a verb. We need your money. Renew. 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 Now, okay. My initial thought is of the story Logan's Run, the movie or the book, but um, I'm going to assume that we, maybe not 100% of our audience is down with 1970s science fiction movies. I don't think most of our audience was alive then. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> Back in my day, there was only one channel, and we watched it when it was on because that's all we had, and we liked it. Well, liking it wasn't really an option. You just did it because your only other option was to renew your library pass to get a different book to read. They had the printing press back then? Well, I mean, Gutenberg was a little bit of an upstart, but uh, between the printing press and the VCR, which came out roughly the same time... Exactly, yeah. You know, entertainment was kind of revolutionized all in one shot, but the libraries, you know, big library, (laughs) holding their monopoly on books... Oh yeah, they're like you, you got to renew your your library card for the exorbitant price of none. To... Yeah, just give us all of your details. Yeah, and then we'll like, let you borrow books, infinite books for any length of time. We'll threaten fees, but most of the time they'll be a pittance. Oh, it was it was terrible. It was terrible. You can see why we are we're all Betamax, come save us. But they didn't. I'm so glad we got out of the thumb out from under the thumb of a big, big library. library. Big yeah, library I mean, was a terror. With their literacy lobby? Oh, <laughs> no, gosh. man. Uh-uh. uh-uh. We should not be encouraging people to read. That is ridiculous. I think Birch just left the room. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the uh, this is the next episode that his family decided to listen to with him. Oh, yeah. Hey, we'll give it another chance. <laughs> oh, my God. These two again? Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> I read Birch, a book once. <laughs> I read a book once, and then I was immediately possessed by demons, so I had to burn it. Speaking of Satanic Panic, today we're talking about RPGs, specifically hey. D20 RPGs. Mm-hmm. Look at that segue. What oh. a segue. Ne'er a more professional segue was done. <laughs> I figured this month, since there's been such a, a clamor for us oh. to cover specific so RPGs. There's a lot of clams. Yeah. I, don't bring up clams again. I don't like clams. Oh. Actually, I've never had clams, so I don't know if I like them or not. No. I just know that watching a clam eat something is terrifying you know and, and i will watching never someone watching someone eat a clam is also kind of weird like just pry it open you take it out i had there's a place here in town that makes um a spaghetti with clams and they make it in a, a pilsner based sauce oh so good spaghetti with clams listen when you live in an urban metropolis like i do you're exposed to rarefied tastes from around the world and they make it with a uh, Pilsner Urkel, so the sauce—it's like this uh, beer-based cream sauce with the oh, so, with the clams, so good. Hey, anyone who wants to come to town, anyone who wants to come to town here, let me know. I'll take you out to Pub Italia, and we can have some really, really good uh, seafood. I think you're already on the hook for a lot of people you're taking out. You might want to might want to slow down there, buddy. Or I might want to amp it up, because I don't know reasonable limitations. Oh, neither do our D20 systems. Hey-oh! Hey right back on oh. topic. Right. So I thought it might be fun to explore some different systems, RPG systems, under the umbrella of the sort of dice they use. And so sure. we're going to do kind of a rough go over this month of D20 systems today. Next week, we'll do D10 systems. Right. 
the week after that, we'll do D6 systems. And I know you're all super excited because you've been begging for it. Yeah. We'll get there. You'll be, you will not be let down. We've listened. We will, we will give you We'll treat you you with the respect and consideration that you deserve. Even more than than what you deserve. Certainly couldn't be less. (laughs) Certainly couldn't be less. (laughs) And after the D6, what's after that? Like the coin flipping systems where it's just one And after that, we'll kind of. We'll we'll kind of cover other and and for those who sure. I can hear already saying oh you forgot D percent no I didn't I'm counting that as a D10 system because yeah, D10 is just a D percent anyway yeah and fight me go ahead fight me if you disagree I I, I will I am I will be at my door every morning that I remember and if you want to fight me find no. me. Fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can certainly find him to fight him. Otherwise, you're just clearly lacking real stake in your claim there like that's, that's are right. you are you committed to your to your stamp your stance or are you just going to let Stimmy get away with this you're letting oh, big on. library keep you down and Makes i need sense. you to stop it that's right and stand up for what you believe don't go but read no. a book stand up and fist fight someone like civilized people do and at some point i also want to cover micro rpgs such as the 200 word rpg okay competition and various other things so we've got a lot of fodder here to dig hey into. do you think that for systems we would ever seriously talk about larping you know what <laughs> i have never thought of that no no reasonable people wouldn't think about larping we we will have to cover it at some point <laughs> well it's not rpgx related i don't know how you could integrate larping with rpgx <laughs> so i think we're off the hook for that one i would say that i would say that larping is the bottom of the barrel and fight me but I don't expect LARPers to actually fight me. I expect them to show up at my door and then throw a, a nerf dart at me yelling lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, King Monkey, because all LARPing is just like that one YouTube video. I'm pretty sure it is. It's the one YouTube video I've seen, so I'm. I have, it's 100% of my experience. <laughs> lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. <laughs> but we're starting. We're starting mm-hmm. at the top, not at the bottom. We're starting at the top because we're here. Yep. With the D twenty system, and not because it's the best system. Because honestly, as we get into it, I'm gonna say I'm gonna level with you. I've come, I've come around a bit, and I think the D twenty system is one of the weaker systems. It can be depending on how it's applied. Right. For right. sure. Out of the box, in general, I think it's the weaker system, and we'll talk about why in, in a little okay. bit. I think. But it is kind of not the first system, not kind of the first system, but. Certainly the first system to use non-standard dice that really gained prevalence. Yeah, it gained quick prevalence. And and I think what helped that was the, the open gaming license. It oh. they made the they, they made the D twenty system framework free for anyone who wanted to use it. Okay. So everyone jumped on the train. And so you get a lot of things that use a D twenty system. We will focus a little bit on D and D and Pathfinder because that's, that's kind of where I know, kind of where it came what, from too, right? And that's that's also just it's what's in the zeitgeist, yeah. And apparently, that's my word <laughs> lately because I've said it hmm. a few times now. Well, it's kind of ghost, right? It's like an acne related ghost. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you get you get your anti zeitgeist. If your you wanna... pimples are haunted. <laughs> You have prom coming. Here's a pimple. I will curse you with problem skin for this slight. (laughs) 
touch me and I look horrible. Leave me and I look horrible. What will you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly like my first Dungeons and Dragons campaign. When you reach that certain awkward age, in between age, and everything's pimples. And it turns out the same thing is true of D&D. Everything is pimples. Hey, can we put pimples in the monster mashness? So the D20 system mm. is said is is talked about as such and, and named as such because it relies mostly on a D20, which it makes sense know, now is a, oh, yeah. is a dice with 20 sides and faces labeled 1 through 20. And I think if anyone in RPGX doesn't know what a D20 is, <sighs> your DM probably has questions about your involvement thus far. I, I would find it very impressive if you've gone your whole life just faking gaming it. and never <laughs> heard of a D20. No, I don't or, know what it is, but I'll just use this isocohedron <laughs> with numbers on it. And if you'd never heard of it, but you played with a D10 and you can't put together from that what a D20 <laughs> is, yeah. I have no, more questions. No, I get it. D8, <laughs> D10, D12. This all makes sense. D20? What even is that? <laughs> but the conceit is... For 90% of what you do, you roll a d20, and you add numbers to it, and you get what you need from that. In fact, when we do our adventure assemble, I usually have you roll a d20 on the final one, and we determine our outcomes based on that. I'm kind of mixing the two different ideas of systems, just because I like a d20 as a number generator, but... 20, 20 is kind of... As a generator, 20 is a good number of random options to think of. Beyond right. that, it's like... A hundred? Ah, who has time in the day? Less than that, it's too restrictive. Because you're going to constantly come up with, you know, kobold raiders every time, right? Every twelfth yeah, time. Exactly. Exactly. But as a as a dice that determines your success or failure, it is a binary die. Because you're rolling one die, it has numbers one through twenty, and each of those numbers statistically will come up an equal amount, which means you are just as likely to roll a 1 as you are a 20. As we determined in our last episode of yeah. uh, the Adventure Assemble. Yeah, yeah, where, where you rolled exactly half 1 and exactly half 20. Yeah, so, exactly. So as a, as a measure of your character's competence, it actually sucks. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. have your bonuses to a certain point, but in D20 systems, for the most part, if you roll a 1, you fail. Typically. You may... You may not critically fail, as people try and do with skill checks, and it drives me insane. Natural 20 is not a critical success. Natural 1 is not a critical failure when it's a skill. That is still true, and please stop the meme because it's stupid and I hate you. Anyway, what I've noticed from a <laughs> D20 system is either you have, you basically always have too high a chance to fail, or you hit a point where the bonuses you get to your roll <laughs> obviate everything but a one so there is no chance of failure but a one right and to me especially net more as i grow as a gamer and, and learn about more systems and see the way it plays i enjoy that yes yeah, sometimes things just go horribly wrong yeah but a d20 makes that way too likely even when your character should be at their peak of competence i can see that yeah if there's a chance that your level 20 character can miss a level one character. I feel like that's a failure of the system 
I think games are always trying to include the the the, the remote possibility of failure. You know, like um, I I think I think it's not just the chance of failure there, mm-hmm. but it's the reverse where the level one character has the always exact same chance, chance of... to hit the level twenty character. Yeah, that's a sort of a David and Goliath thing, though, right? Where there's always a possibility that the underdog could somehow pull uh, an upset and actually win. I'd say story-wise, it's valid. Maybe the mechanics are not satisfactorily giving you that sort of layout, though. Well, what I think I think the problem I come down on is mm. it's an equal chance to miss right. a completely inferior opponent or to hit a completely superior opponent. That's what bothers me. Yeah. yeah, it should not be the same chance to hit or miss there. I don't mind, yeah, sometimes everything goes wrong. Sure. But there's a system that is currently being edited and for publishing later in the year called Orpheus Protocol. Okay. And they use uh, 3D fudge. And the DM always has this thing called a memento more, which means he can say, I'm going to give you a memento more, and your dice roll are now a minus three. And to me, that is a great way of doing that because that means I know you're highly competent, but I really want to throw this this kink at you. I really want you to fail, or I really want you to have a high chance of failure at this. And it's still not even a given. They can still spend resources to try and overcome it. But that, I think, is the right way. Someone who has the ability to overcome an obstacle should fail something they probably shouldn't normally fail, or if you just want something to happen. Because you take away narrative control, but you give them a memento more, which is something they can then spend later for a boost in in luck. So I think having seen a lot of systems that do that. Isn't that kind of like um, uh, inspiration points, though? Or heroism points in various systems where you can just arbitrarily, not arbitrarily, uh, uh, typically a storyteller can give someone what amounts to advantage or uh, a get-out-of-jail-free card. Like, there are ways to get around relying solely and arbitrarily on the dice in many of these systems, though. Right, but they also tend to involve adding systems. So, like, the hero mm-hmm. point system is not inherently baked into your D20 system most times. I I think if a system includes that, that is a good mechanic, but mm-hmm. you still have the D20 there, and... When I when I when I've listened to the the guy who made the Orpheus protocol talk about it, he picked three D fudge because you tend to average out at either a minus one or a plus one rather than an equal chance across the board. Okay. And so I think I think at some point I'm going to try running a D twenty system, but replacing the D twenty with three D six because mm-hmm. you get a good bell curve in that in rolling three D six. Right. And then your critical failure is just three ones. Your critical success is three sixes, which are way more unlikely than rolling a one or a 20. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And again, I I still play these systems, so I still enjoy them. Mm -hmm. I'm just finding I like other flavors more, and I find the flaws in D20 systems a little more than I used to when it was the only thing I knew. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm not familiar with those... um, the fudgy systems there i would uh i'm sort of an old school kind of guy so what no any, anything you new old? is automatically suspicious you, you must understand yeah you walked um, uphill in the snow both ways to play rpgs back in the day back in my day a d20 was about this big you had to carve your own from a rock <laughs>
You had to roll it uphill. You carved it from a rock? Yeah, you carved it from a rock this big. Thought that was clear. Okay, cool. So what has been your experiences with D20 systems, King Monkey? Okay, well, yeah. I, I don't think I've used many of the systems that were under the open gaming license D20 system. Uh, like I tried D20 Modern for okay. a while there with a, a futuristic game on uh, RPGX. Mm-hmm. It seemed pretty straightforward, pretty easy to use. I didn't have any real uh, issues with it at a time. At the time, I'd say more of my experience comes prior to the open gaming license D20 with the older, you know, Dungeons and Dragons game, uh, right. starting with yeah, AD&D. we know when yeah when D and D was printed on tablets and yeah, chiseled well, by hand. Yeah, you you scoff, but you know when you brave dinosaurs to go visit your friends to play D and D, that's how they knew that you were into the game. Right? <laughs> that's how you showed your commitment. You're committed. And if you didn't exactly. show up, you were exiled from the group, or you were eaten by a dinosaur. That's that's all there was to yeah, it. Yeah, like they're like you know what? If you got eaten by a saber toothed tiger on your way here, that's how we know that we meant something to you. So <laughs> it was a sign of show honor among nerds. Us. I mean, think about it this way. When was the last time one of your players was eaten by a saber-toothed tiger to get to your game? Not one of them. Not one of them. Nope, not one of them. Really? I, so, I mean, I've tried to send them by the Natural History Museum to get eaten, but yeah. it just never happens. Yeah, that's the reason I got into illegal cloning experiments, but uh, <laughs> nothing's come of it so far. I'll keep you updated. That's, that's a future podcast episode. <laughs> For sure. Possibly from behind bars. So, um, so the older the D&D and yeah. D20 Modern are about all you've done with D20 systems? With the, uh, yeah, with the sort of OGL D20 system properly printed on the thing. That said, I've used other games that have used D20s, um, okay. like the, the like, Palladium systems. Um, okay. I did not play, yeah. Uh, it was kind of like original D&D. It had a combination of D20s and percentile and then everything else for your damage dice, basically. Okay. I didn't play Rifts, but I did play Heroes Unlimited, Ninjas and Super Spies, a little bit of Beyond the Supernatural, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Robotech. Like, they had a whole gamut of the uh, things under the Palladium system, right? Or Palladium. Mm-hmm. How did they handle the D20? Well, they it was a bit different. Like, uh, to hit someone, like, your basic interaction is combat in many of these games. And then you roll a D20. You needed to roll five or better to hit anybody. Mm. Basic. Very basic. You roll D20. You have whatever bonus you have from your martial arts skills or what have you. You need to roll five or better to hit someone. But you between five and their armor rating means that you're depleting their armor. And then above their armor rating, you are actually damaging their hit points or their SDC, structural hmm. damage capacity. So they had sort of... And the, the armor rating could exceed 20. Like, it could continue onwards. But your bonuses, depending which system you were going uh, to play, could be minimal or substantial. So depending on the system, because... For something like Beyond the Supernatural, it was much more subdued, intended to be a much more human character. Whereas if you're playing Heroes Unlimited, where you're superheroes, you're going to be dealing with the big, you know, this is like humans who punch explosions, that kind of nonsense, right? Right, right. So a lot of the times hitting someone is a foregone conclusion. Critical is occasionally going to happen, basically one in 20 times. And then it sort of boils down to how your skill stacks up against their armor rating. So 
then it depends how you've laid out your character and what kind of gear you've got or what kind of gear they've got. So it kind of mitigates some of what you're talking about anyway. Hmm. But then they went, there were other issues like uh, their skills were then percentile based where you right. have uh, an increasing percentile score as you go on. Your aim is to roll under it with penalties depending or bonuses depending on the situation to reflect how hard or how easy it is. And 98% was always the limit, meaning there was always a 2% chance of failure for anything. Which I've been listening to a podcast called The Mega Dumbcast, and he goes through a Palladium book each quote-unquote season, one right. page at a time, finding the dumbest thing on each page. They've got, like a any lot system, of times. they've got some, they've got some <laughs> issues. <laughs> well, what's interesting is he goes through and a lot of times he'll find percentage stuff and he'll point out that like oh yeah increasing at this rate even accounting for how much you'll do you're never going to get higher than this without some shenanigans yeah without yeah yeah your educational rating your intelligence score will factor into it but sometimes you have to sort of throw all of your initial mechanics into that in order to max out certain skills in some cases right. yeah yeah in other cases there will be ones where you very quickly top out to 98% at a low level and you're like, well, this is what I do. You know? <laughs> well, and, and listening to some of the conceits in that are, are, is very interesting because like, it was written under the idea that you're playing in groups of like 12 people for like eight hours twice a week. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> who wrote it? Who was Symbiata. assuming that? Who was presuming that? That's... Kevin Symbiata. Not a oh, okay, yeah. Well, that opens <laughs> up a whole. That's another it's, podcast. It's very interesting. I highly encourage anyone who is at mm -hmm. all interested in the mechanics of things or how Palladium games mm -hmm. have kind of worked to listen to that because some of the stuff that made it through to the final edit or to like the fourth or fifth revision, even or that are the current version, right, are insane that it's never been corrected. I will say that they they seem to have gotten progressively more insane as they go on. Uh, I think as I Rifts became popular, as Rifts became their mainstay, everything they did became more rifty, which meant over the top and everything, including the kitchen sink. And the kitchen sink is also a werewolf cyborg. Right. Um, <laughs> not my bag, but uh, yeah. you know, certainly it was popular. Obviously, enough to keep them almost solely in business based on that, right? I think what first made me look at riffs, and we're way off D twenty right now, but I got to share you're this anyway. Mm -hmm. What first got me to look at riffs was there was a meme that went around. It was a, it was I don't even remember what the picture was, but it said if you've ever wanted to play a psychic dragon who drives a mech and casts spells. Rifts is the game for you, or something yep. like that. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> My first character was a cyborg frost dragon, a cyborg <laughs> ice dragon. Yeah. So, uh, no, for sure. I get it. I get it. But circling back around to D20 systems, yeah. specifically, not, not the D20 system, but systems that rely mostly on a D20. Yeah. Because there is, there is a difference. The D20 system is a very specific open mm -hmm. gaming license thing that was popularized in D&D, &D, and then everyone used it because D&D &D started making lots of money off of it. Right. Yeah, I figure everyone is basically coming up with their home, own homebrew kits to play D&D, &D, uh, but in different settings. 
that uh, I guess it was was that before Wizards of the Coast, whichever publishers were like, well, we might as well be making money off of that. So how about we give the D20 license to uh, anyone else so that we can earn profits off their own homebrew kits? From a business standpoint, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. But it also created kind of this culture before we had indie games where if you weren't playing a D20 system, like you had to learn a whole new system. So like you can't when you moved between D20 systems, there were touchstones that were easily recognizable as you went through. So I know that this class is basically the fighter of this game. It works a similar way. These feats are a similar thing. I use the combat works the same way. I roll, I do this and this happens. Whereas if you move from say a D20 Dungeons and Dragons to a D10 World of Darkness, you've got dots and you've got, I'm rolling a D10. How many D10 am I rolling? Yeah. Yeah, It's a very different thing and it can feel scary because new things are scary. Why be, why be you when you can be new? It was not the right slogan for RPGs until recently. <laughs> yeah, so basically they turned Dungeons and Dragons into some kind of generic universal role play system. Yeah. Oh, but... you know what? That would be a cool idea. I wonder if someone's ever thought to make feels a like system... a bit of a long title. Maybe just turn it into an acronym of some kind. Yeah. Like I don't know. Uh, we'll, it, we'll work on it. We'll we'll pin that, but we'll work on it. Yeah, we'll, we'll workshop that. I'm I'm thinking something grumpy, grumps, grumps. Grups, Gorf, Groups. (laughs) We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. But we're talking about D20 systems. I've kind of given my gripes. You've given Mm -hmm. your experiences with it. I started in 3.5 when 4E came out. I am ashamed to admit that I fell fell victim to the, the, the hate that came out on 4E. And... While I'm not sad that I made the move to Pathfinder because I love the Pathfinder system, I'm sure. sad I didn't try out 4E when I had the chance. Yeah. And now finding people. And to now play. you'll never be able to have a chance again because it's been outlawed. Right. Who? Right. No one even has a copy of 4E anymore. They're, you can't get <laughs> it's them all for less underground than, stuff. You have to know yeah. people. It's like the RPG speakeasies. You have to you, know where you it is. Believe you have to know the, ca- the, the password. I almost. I, I thought I had a copy at one time, and I, I've had a bad feeling. So I turned around, and I was a block away when I saw the lights and heard the sirens, and it was a sting operation. Yeah, they, yeah. they almost got me. They yeah. almost got me. Oh, for sure. No, it's it's pretty rough. ATF comes to get you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, it's always ATF somehow. 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 They are always <laughs> Doesn't there. make sense, but there they are. <laughs> but I have enjoyed I have enjoyed the heck out mm-hmm. of Pathfinder, and I thought they, they did a lot of things that worked really well and then they moved to their second edition recently and yeah. that's been great but i still i still dislike the d20 as the main core mechanic because as i pointed out that equal chance of success or failure failure no matter yeah. how good you are at something which is I, where something yeah. 5e does well with in their advantage cases. disadvantage in some cases it's a simple but elegant mechanic um right and it's not, they didn't do it first. 4E did it, but it was done even before then. Yeah. And so so I'm not giving them credit. I'm just saying for a D20 system, they they use this thing that helps or hurts a little bit, yeah. I think, better than straight D20 rolls. Yeah, well, I mean, that's one of the things that I 
especially when you're dealing with uh, social mechanics as opposed to combat mechanics, that's one of the things that I always preferred about the World of Darkness system. Even when you're dealing with Palladium or uh, early Dungeons and Dragons, as soon as you're dealing with interacting with people where there's a role required to deceive or intimidate or persuade someone, it all becomes very basic. You can role play as much as you want for a bonus or for advantage, but it feels very arbitrary for that. Combat ha is sort of combat is less subjective. Either a thing was right. hit or it was not hit. It was damaged to a small degree or to a large degree. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's it's f within those confines. It's fairly straightforward. Whereas mm -hmm. social interactions can be far more subtle. And the dice in a D20 system don't typically reflect that subtlety very well. Not that it can't be done. Uh, any, you know, a deft DM can make the dice look, look very good in, in a social situation, you know. If it's mm -hmm. a matter of using it to the appropriate degree, or, you know. Without, sol without solely relying on the player to roleplay it out, too. Like, roleplay can be advantageous, and you can certainly reward inspiration or advantage for it. But I think I may have talked about this before. Asking your player to negotiate may be unfair, because the player is not the character, and the character would have skills the player doesn't. So you kind of have to rely on the dice. I, I think that's, that's why part of the reason I've, I've come around on other systems and trying new things because if you play the game exactly as written then some things work really well like combat like it it's yeah. not simple but it's straightforward you know when you hit you know when you miss but like you just said if you apply that binary to social interactions it can be kind of boring where what you want is role play but we also don't ask people to stand up and have sword fights during a tabletop game that's Ideally. reserved for a different kind of game or we don't say hey okay you want to roll acrobatics to climb i'm gonna need you to climb this rock wall over here yeah to prove that you can do that oh that would be a great that would be a great gym thing though like rpg gyms where you have instead <laughs> what you actually do you're like you know what if you want to if your character wants to climb out of the pit i want you to climb this rock wall it's kind of like a fitness role play experience you know what I have a i've actually idea. had Let that me talk idea to you before yeah, where you your 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 whole idea is you go you start <laughs> you you enter the gym and you create your character yes. and then as you go through you level up your stats and various things as you complete the exercises. Let's and talk. I point, think I think we have yeah. another podcast to record after this. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got a money making idea here, Simmy. Pump your twenties. <laughs> pump those twenties. Let me see you pump those twenties. I can see it now. Some buff dude holding a barbell with two d20s on either end. Oh, I know the perfect guy. I got a buddy of mine. He's like a super huge, like pile of muscle, and he's a big nerd. So I think I've got our. I think I've got our our, our physical model there. Yes. We'll, we'll talk after the podcast. We don't want the. We don't want these listeners stealing our million dollar ideas. Guys, yeah. stop Completely listening to original. our podcast. What are you even doing? No. No one has ever come up with something like this before. No one ever will again. No. So it's brilliant. You've heard it here first only. It's and never times. again until we present it in a proper finalized setting. Come yes. In, in our in our completely original, divorced completely from RPG Crossing, and so they have no claim on our Sorry, cash. Birched. <laughs> Sorry. You can keep sending us checks, but you don't get our money. <laughs> it's, it's a one-way street. 
It is very much one way. Keep flowing it towards us, and we'll Thank keep you. flowing it into our wallets. We appreciate it. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. So so that's yeah. You don't ask. You don't ask people to do physical things, but when it comes to social things, we do. There is sort of an expectation that people will role play it out, and we've to talked a, about. To a certain extent, it's fine if, but you shouldn't have the onus on the player to fully role play a thing that they themselves are not trained to do. You know, and just... if the dice roll determines the final outcome, yeah. and they're not comfortable, you know, doing a full role play, then they don't have to. Just same yeah. way they don't have to have a sword fight. Right, right. If you want to say, like, to the gist of it, I try and convince the guy to let me into the regional office so that I can get access to the computers. I try and convince him by in, by telling him that I'm uh, here from internal affairs. Yeah. You know, don't make him roleplay, but just give the, the outline, the structure of the thing that you're trying to accomplish, right? You have him roll. You tell him, okay, sure. here's how I think it goes. You You try and use that tactic. But you stumble over this, and you say this wrong instead, and they find you out, and that's why you didn't make your check this time. Hey, can I tell you, back in uh, back in the olden days when I was playing once, I was playing a bard, and someone what? Ac- no someone way. actually asked me, the DM asked me to tell the jokes and stories that I was telling as a bard. <laughs> it's like, that's the kind of, that's actually why bards became very unpopular for a while, I think, because people were uh-huh. trying to make you, the player, be a bard. Guess what? Mm-hmm. If I were in real life a bard, I wouldn't be playing d and I'd be out there <laughs> as a stand-up comic or an actor. Come on, that's not fair. Yeah, there, there's a there's a micro-RPG, and I don't remember the name of it, I'll have to see if I can dig it up, but okay. where... In order to do various things, you have to wager numbers of physical activities, so like sit-ups or push-ups. Okay. So instead, which I thought, yeah, that goes the opposite way of the social Most. side of it. But it's yeah. interesting because yeah. you have to, okay, I've already done 10 push-ups. I've already done 10 sit-ups. How many more can I do before I'm wiped out? We're not done with this encounter yet. And it's it's an interesting way of taking dice out of it yeah. and wagering something. But it also runs into the same problem. Like, if I wanted to use my own body, I yeah. wouldn't be role playing. I'd be out in the real world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. I don't want to I don't want to deal with what I've got going on here already. That's why I'm playing a gnome who has a 30 decks and can jump from here to the other side of the world in one action. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if I could exactly. In person, sure. I'd be out there doing it. <laughs> I wouldn't expect I wouldn't expect a player to be able to run for 12 hours straight. I wouldn't expect a player to be able to punch a hole in a wall. I wouldn't expect a player to know how to manipulate reality to cast a spell. So well, I don't know I do why I... people too. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, if you don't know the spell, you don't get to you don't get to cast it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it only there you go. If you're going to hold that level of truism, if you're going to have that level of fidelity, okay, you want to you want to climb that wall, actually climb this rock wall. You want to convince mm. that guard to get into the office? You convince me. <laughs> You want to cast a fireball out of nowhere? I want you to conjure fire in my living room to make it happen. Oh, you know what? Going back to our, our gym idea, you could run it a bit like a, an escape room type thing where mm. each each month you have a yes. different adventure set up. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Escape but, but room again, slash off. CrossFit slash RPG. <laughs> Stop <laughs> listening to us. Why are you people stealing our ideas? You're not locked. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Oh, no. I want to get out. Well, then you better climb the wall. (laughs) 
Was did you ever watch BoJack Horseman? I haven't. No. Oh uh, well, there's there's a there's a time where some clowns go feral, and feral instead clowns. of okay, instead of like sending people to capture them and and put them in you know get them treatment, they release them into the woods, and then they have people who they who pay them to be able to run through, and they're like, it's the best work I've ever had in my life. Like there's actually. There's actually a problem if I fail, so I have to run. <laughs> Fair enough. It's that's like a tough, that's our the model. Toughest, the toughest mutter. <laughs> when you decide to come, there is no leaving until you have worked out. One way or another, you're going <laughs> to get a workout. <laughs> Fitness if it kills you. <laughs> Fitness or it kills you. <laughs> There's the name of the business. <laughs> that's motivating. It's motivating for sure. I don't want to die, so I guess I have to be fit. It's all in the fine print. They agreed to this, and <laughs> they did it to themselves. We didn't actually tell them they had to go in there. We just said, this is how you get fit. They chose well, yeah, to I stop, mean, and the bladed trap caught them. It's not my fault. I mean, this day and age, if you market it properly online, you can attract an audience, you know, <laughs> for sure. Put it out on Facebook, and you get that right group. Our first course definitely has to be based on the D D movie, right? Mm. <laughs> Three rooms. <laughs> yeah. It was so challenging until I realized I could just hit the hit hit the uh the, the hourglass and wouldn't that have made it just rise up? Yeah, I thought so too. It turns out no. Didn't matter. <laughs> we are so far off course. I had a whole like list of things we'd go through. I think we'll do this for future ones, but I think Pathfinder and D&D are so so big at this point, really. They're so big, but they're also so they're they're siblings, right? Like Pathfinder right. is basically evolution uh where D&D split at 3rd edition, right? And right. They they left after 3.5 yeah. and D&D went 4E to 5E, whereas Pathfinder was like, eh, "I want to go this way instead." And but they, 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 they still maintain similarities to such extent that the two of them, their differences are, they're there. They have differences, but you can easily compare the two for sure. Yeah. And they have big settings. And, and I was telling King Monkey before we started that the, the Pathfinder setting is, it's massive and they've really thought it out. They have a whole solar system and it makes sense now that they have a solar system because they started putting out a, a Starfinder game, which is just in the future of Pathfinder. Oh, so it's not set at the same time? No, it's it's set later in the future. Oh, because I thought is, they were going to do a Spelljammer. Which is, it's kind of cool. Well, and, and that's one of the funny things, is like, during one of the big apocalypse events on Galarian, like, elves just said, see ya, and went to another planet. They so went it is teleport. Spelljammer. People are they dissing went. Spelljammer. They're like, I don't <laughs> think Spelljammer is a very good setting. Sp- D&D in space, that's dumb. I'm going to play Pathfinder. Well, <laughs> at least they weren't, they weren't, you're not flying spaceships. They just kind of teleported okay. to another planet. Oh, that's much better. Much better. I, and Starfinder is when you kind of get futuristic type stuff. But Fair what's enough. kind of cool about Galarian is that it's a kitchen sink setting in that there's a part of the world that's doing every trope in fantasy you can imagine. So if you want guns, there's a Wild West section. If you want like the the mana wastes from D and D, or maybe that's Pathfinder. I don't know. They're the place they're where the magic now. goes crazy. Sure. Yeah, they're they're very similar. They stole tropes from each other, and yeah, they, it's 
Galarian is just it's it's everything that you could want in one setting. You just have to go to the right part of the world and never talk about borders. I will say though that settings for me hold less value when comparing role playing systems because Mm -hmm. I've seen so many homebrews over my many 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 years of role playing that I've seen. I've seen these versions in D and D. I've seen these versions in Palladium. You're telling me that it's part of the the Pathfinder setting. That's cool. That's great. I will never knock someone for having a creative or inventive setting, but it's hardly unique to that system. You know what I mean? Right. Definitely. Yeah. It's it's one of those things. If that's something you're interested in, then D and D has several interesting settings. You've got your Forgotten Realms, which is their quote unquote main one. Ravenloft, and you've got Ravenloft, Dark you've got Sun, Eberron, yeah, Spelljammer, which everyone so many, loves. Nobody, nobody knows about that. Dragonlance, yeah, Dragonlance, which is the first one I actually heard about because my dad told me stories of that that setting. That was the first actually, novel series that I read from D and D. Yeah, what is that? Dragons of Twilight or something like that? Dragons of Autumn Twilight. Yeah. And I recently found that uh, on YouTube, someone's uploaded the entire Russian musical based on Dragonlance. What? Yeah. Russian I'll, music? Yeah, there's a what? Russian musical based on the with something called The Last Trial. If you look huh. up Russian Dragonlance, it's a full musical play, which is funny because this was around the time that our episode was released where we talked about D&D, the movie, as a musical stage performance. <laughs> and then a few days later, someone posted it. Oh. But it was Dragonlance, and it was like, it's about Karaman and Raceland, and it's musical, and it's Russian, and it's like, it's exactly what I asked for other than the language thing, and I don't know what to make of this because you don't want to encourage me. But here it is. Yeah, you know what I'll the name of you our workout. You know what the name of our workout facility should be? What's that? The RP Gym. RP Gym. RP Gym. So RPG, RP Gym. R- RP Gym Crossing. <laughs> oh, now that, that, that we no, birched our no. money again. They don't get any of our money for our million billion dollar ideas. Trillion dollar <laughs> idea. Trillion. Billions. A million billions is more than a trillion, isn't it? A million billions is more than a trillion? (laughs) Am I making poetry? I think you're you're doctor suiting me over here, and I don't know what to do with it. (laughs) But I think what we'll do next time is we'll talk about, you know, settings that you have, what it takes to make a character, how things go in combat, how leveling works. Sure. And and how and some of the pros and cons. We we kind of focused a little bit more on the pros and cons, and talked a lot more about dice experience with the D twenty. I don't know if that's how we'll keep going. It. I have some ideas, but we'll see how it goes. Right. I think we've covered enough of D anD D at this point. What do you think? If they want more, they can tell Fair us. Enough. Right. They will tell us for sure. They'll jump up in our face and say, "Hey, our you, give me fans. more D anD D, or yeah. give me less D anD D." Right. Or give me an unspecified amount of DNA, which may be more or less, and I'm not going to tell you, you have to guess. But make me happy. Make me happy without specific knowledge of what it would take to make me happy. Wow. Oh Are God. we in a relationship again? I think this is. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like my wife is asking for specific details for this podcast, and I'm just not sure where to go with this. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should invent. We should assemble an adventure to get out of here. <laughs> Well, yes, we will, but I just wanted to say the reason that we're not going to delve into it more is because mm-hmm. it's all out there and available, and it's it's so well-known, and 
you know there are podcasts that use use yeah mm-hmm. it's it's ubiquitous to the zeitgeist <laughs> yep it's a ubiquitous zeitgeist you've never seen a zeitgeist more ubiquitous than this <laughs> but yes so we we're gonna move on to something else until before then though i want to make sure just put a shout out at some form of the hall of fame nominations is still going on at this point do it suppose it's going on like all of august i think is what she said nominate so nominate or vote or whatever whatever point it's at you know find the hall of fame stuff and do something with it that's yeah, for plug. sure. There's a lot of good games on. There's a lot of good games on the site, and if you have a chance to read some of them and go through them, you'll find incredible stuff. And if you nominate something that you like, then someone else will find it, and they'll like it, and everybody will be happy because you'll be inspired by the level of creativity and writing skills that there are on this site. Sure. Yep. Yep. Until then, though, we're gonna adventure assemble. <laughs> not included <laughs> what may i roll for you today simmy apparently i'm gonna need to cut that out and create a little jingle from it <laughs> cut everything out cut everything <laughs> no. out yeah this is gonna be a 10 minute long episode d20 systems and adventure assemble you're done <laughs> you're done that's the whole episode right there <laughs> that's anyway reasonable. let's uh why don't you why don't you grab a 2d6? I have 2d6. All right. Roll them and give me the numbers one at a time. One and one. The pink well, die with white numbers and the gold die with black numbers have both betrayed me. So it looks like we have a barren wetlands. Barren wetlands? Okay. Okay. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, that's 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 reasonable because uh, where I'm from, there are plenty of mines and where they have tailings runoff. Uh, there's often a lot of uh, uh, poisoned water, basically, where the mines have left poisoned, uh, like poisoned runoff from their processing of the ores, and so okay. you get these vast wetlands that are all just muck and uh, toxic water. Oh, interesting! Because what immediately popped into my head yeah. after I got over the oh yeah, wetlands barren. Which, okay, which is there's yeah. A... <laughs> There's this thing called the uh, Pure Lake in the the Stormlight Archive, which is a huge series, and it's just a like two foot deep quote unquote lake of kind of broken land, and they have little fish that swim through it, and it's always warm, and it's it was it's just a neat little thing. So I like I like this kind of poisoned muck land though. Yeah, just we across have, the entire area. Yeah, so we just have this big section of land that is just, for some reason, it's toxic. Nothing grows here. Okay. And unlike real life, quicksand is a problem. Quick muck is a problem. Yeah, it just sucks you right down. Yeah, if you're not careful. Okay. That's, so you always have to move slowly with okay. very deliberate motions. And let's find out what is happening in this. Let me get to the right point in this. Got All right. At some point, we'll go to Swamp. That's the closest thing I got here. Swamp. Is that, that's Monster Encounter. Okay, roll a d20. I'm rolling the purple one. I don't care. Nine. I know you care. <laughs> I know you care. I don't have hundreds of dice for you to not care. All right? 
Nine. You said nine? Nine. Hmm. Roll another one, too, just for fun. I want to see if you get this other thing. The pink one? I don't care. Also nine. Okay. <laughs> nine and nine. What does that well, give you? Hmm. See, that comes up with large scorpion, which doesn't really work. But I was hoping large you'd roll scorpion. an 11, so we'd end up with a large scorpion and a giant poisonous frog. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you even take me across the river? I was only since, being true to my nature. Um, okay, since you so, rolled a second nine, I'm going to actually go over to chart nine and see if anything better is in nine. Do I roll another Outs? die? No, no, I'm going to use nine okay. still. Just make it all, all nine. Fine. I just wanted to roll another die. Oh, I'm fine. Roll, roll it. Big, I'm going to roll the green one. I don't 19. care what color you roll. 19, which is right to next to the chart. nine. So it was definitely making an effort to give me a nine again. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Roll one more. <laughs> D twenty. Because I had to. Yeah. Because I had to go to another chart when you rolled nineteen. The black one gives me a six. Okay. So we've got those three roll. Those three. That gives us three different things. That gives us okay. a giant scorpion. Okay. It gives us a bandit group. Okay. And. Okay. So this this bandit chieftain is one who is he doesn't always win but he always survives and he always oh. comes back stronger and each time he comes back with more followers <gasps> and scorpion then, riding bandits bandits riding and, scorpions and your final role gave us the white knight so are you getting choppy on me again the final role gave us the white knight the white knight okay. which is weird cuz it says evil specials encounter so and i don't understand why yeah, is the he white knight only supposed fights, to be good or evil? He only fights neutrals and evils. So maybe he Weaving. only recently joined this bandit group under a false impression. Right. Or maybe the bandit chieftain isn't a bad guy. So maybe we've got, yeah, maybe we've got a lawful knight, a good knight, who has been forced to team together with these bandit scorpion riders because they're mm -hmm. outlaws against an unjust ruler. So maybe the bandits themselves are sort of a Robin Hood uh, ragtag, sorry, Merry Men ragtag group who are really just out for themselves until the white knight of a Robin Hood uh, provided them a unifying force and then a focus to rebel against whatever this white in this poison land. has sworn to protect Jurin, which is how he always survives Mm -hmm. And then comes back stronger because he can tell the tale of surviving these crazy encounters. The White Knight is always there to protect him. And so he amasses this bandit group. And the only place that they're safe is in the poison hiding waste. within. Yeah, in the poison waste. Oh, yeah. Riding scorpions just because and, and it's cool. They've, they've tamed scorpions because they managed because to all cool. make it across. Make it across on their no, no, giant no. poisonous because frogs. it's cool. Yeah, no, they're like we could ride we could ride frogs, but check out these scorpions, man. Do you know how many hot bros we can pick up on scorpions? All of them. It's, I'm telling really you, makes me studs think fall for hot scorpion riders. It's it's the bad boy thing they look for. So so there's this there's a there's a feat series in Pathfinder okay. where you can have a possessed hand. Okay. And it can act independently, and you can eventually learn to detach it, and you right. can make it your familiar, and okay. you can make it, you can give it a template that familiars can get, which make it a writing beast, and 
So you can former... so you can yeah. ride your you can ride one of your hands, Simi. You can ride one of your hands as a mount in Pathfinder. Okay. And the the so you can mount neutral, one of your hands in Pathfinder, and you're telling the, me this is PG thirteen. The lawful neutral went to the extreme with this, created a character who was insanely good while riding his hand and could deal massive damage to people. It was pretty cool. And I'm kind of imagining Jurin as that, like, he rides his hand, whereas everyone else rides scorpions to kind of have the same look. <laughs> he... <laughs> so scorpions and one giant hand. Yeah, one dude riding his hand, everyone else on giant scorpions, the white knight just always, he's kind of like Jason in that he never is riding a scorpion. He's never riding the hand. He never runs. He is always there, though, because he's sworn this oath. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of Grant Morrison's Doom Patrols. Where there was the villains called the Dexterities. There was Manuel <laughs> and Manuela. And basically, it was like, if you imagine a centaur, except upper half of a body is human, the lower half is just one big old hand. <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking of. Oh, my gosh. That's where he's what merged if, with his. He's merged with his. What if these poisonous hand. wastes oh my God. are causing mutations? So they're not riding giant scorpions. They have all become part giant scorpion. <gasps> Scorpitors. And he got out of it because when he went in, he was experimenting with this magic, and he became a handatar. Handatar. Mm. Yep. Scorpitors and a hand. Yep. <laughs> but so the we White the, Knight, we don't know. We have the Handator always... and the Scorpators, the Scorpator Raiders. <laughs> I have no idea what to do with this. <laughs> I, I am I am so excited to see where this goes. This might be our craziest thing yet. And we just had... We, we, we just, just had, had Technovirus satellites smashing a planet and Body turning people into zombies. <laughs> Body snatching space zombie virus satellite world smashers, and now and we've famous. got now we've got handators and scorpitors riding the poison waste just to start. That's some good D and D right there. That's this some good world RPGs. It's going to be crazier than anything anyone else has ever created at this point. This is the good regret. <laughs> but until next time, when we find out. What the what random the, piece what of this the hell is. is going? Yeah, this wasn't this wasn't the random part. In case you yeah, were wondering, we, this was the straightforward foundational element. The random part has yet has yet to come. It only until, gets weird from here. Until then, we done. Goodbye, my friends. Farewell, and until next time. Maybe the cat is leeching the internet to keep herself warm. <laughs>